Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly podcast where two old internet vets talk about technology, the internet, where it's going to shit, and what we do to fix it. I'm Jason. And I'm Brian. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash grumpyoldgeeks, on Twitter at GOGpodcast, or on the web at grumpyoldgeeks.com. Or you can email us at podcast at grumpyoldgeeks.com, and now you can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for Grumpy Old Geeks. If I keep it recording all the time, I have to spend hours editing. Oh. See, we just did the hot intro. The hot intro. <laughs> What's up, Come Brian? Come in, hot bitches. What's up, Brian? Number six. Number six. So I want to start this episode with a, a definite mention that this is not a paid advertisement. Because everybody who listens to podcasts knows that Squarespace is the place to get your website with no whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we use Squarespace for yes, we our website. Mm-hmm. Because that'd be grumpyoldgeeks.com. That would be grumpyoldgeeks.com is a Squarespace website. Because I was just doing an Ariana Huffington and pimping it at every opportunity. Oh, thank you, darling. Thank yeah, you no problem, much. darling. So I I tried it out because I listened to Merlin and Dan on all of their shows talk about it and talk about it. I'm like, okay, well, let's see if this you know see if this is all it's meant to be. And I had a problem. What problems did you have, Jason? I followed their instructions on setting up a podcast. <laughs> and what I did was I submitted the uh, Squarespace RSS URL to iTunes mm-hmm. for our show. Yes. And was hopeful that their statistics package would be up to snuff to give us all of our readers and listeners and viewers. And it wasn't. So we, we have don't... no idea who's listening to us. Kind of. I can infer. <laughs> I can infer from the, the bits in the stream yes. how many people are listening to the show. But I cannot point to the numbers and tell an advertiser, oh, this is how many people listen to our show. So I went to go set up a FeedBurner URL. Because FeedBurner, while it's probably (laughs) going to be taken out back and shot soon because Google (laughs) likes to do that, um, they've got great podcast statistics. Unless, we know, I go roll our own and do all of the tracking and all that stuff, and I just really don't have Which, considering this is a free project for us that's for fun, yeah, yeah, we're not going to be doing that at the moment. So... There's a, there was a catch, and I needed to put a new tag in our RSS feed that said new feed, like iTunes colon new feed. Right. That lets iTunes know that, oh, the feed URL has changed. Well, Squarespace didn't support that. Hmm. And I went back and forth with their support for a week. Right. Educate as I went up the tiers, because <laughs> I got. Oh, you know, I love I got that the, process. Yeah, I got Isn't the first the best? guy. I got the first guy, and he was just like, "Oh, this is what you got to do." I'm like, "No." Usually, the when I call guy. people now, I'm like, "I don't need basic help. I actually know what I'm doing. Kick me up to the next level, please." Send me to an engineer. Yeah. And it finally, after like literally six people, I got to the engineering team, or I got to my liaison to the engineering team. The engineers, <laughs> they're, they're like, "Just shut the fuck up. I'm talking to you." <laughs> But my support guys, and it was a different person every time. That was the fun part. Oh, isn't that wonderful? But they, they did read the thread, and they were cognizant of what had happened. Mm-hmm. The engineers went and implemented the feature to put in a new RSS feed globally for everyone. So you fixed Squarespace for everyone. I did. You are a I hero, man. So now, because the problem is, you can't, if you need to leave or do, well, if you leave, you can jack it up yourself and figure it all out, but it's a pain. But if you do sign up, you follow their instructions, then you want a feed burner URL or a different URL, like some other feed proxy, now you can do it. So all I got to say is kudos to Squarespace for amazing customer support and not just saying, oh, we can't do that. Yeah, that's, that, that is beyond rare. I know, because I mean... Yeah, they lose me as a customer. It's twenty bucks a month. I mean, right. I'm not like a huge cash cow. Hey, big spender. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but man, I, I cannot believe they did that. So that that's amazing, and anybody su- should support any company that does that. Because yeah. No, I'm no cu- one does. I'm no a one customer does. for life now. Yeah. I am totally a customer for life because mm-hmm. they they did me right, and I just don't get that anymore. So. I can't remember the last time a company did that for me. Yeah. At so. all. So, thanks. Yes, and also thanks to the listeners because we hit number 13 on the top podcast list for technology. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate the ratings, the, the, um, the reviews. <laughs> it, it's, it's nice. Uh, it could, we like doing this anyways, uh, but it's fantastic to know that people actually care. 
if you listen, please give us a rating because that's the only way that anybody knows that anybody's listening to anything. Yeah, so, tell your friends, you know. Yeah, but give us a good rating. Don't give us a two. Come on. <laughs> we, we, we spend enough on this just in gas to warrant more than a two. Come I on. think so. <laughs> so, but thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Yes. So today is a uh, is a banner day for us. What are we doing? We have our first guest. Whoa. Yes. All right. Um, Soon, uh, Rudy Jashan will be joining mm-hmm. us of Galacticast fame and uh, Comic Book Orange. Yes. And he actually did a, uh, he was the director for a very short-lived uh, iPhone game uh, video series that I was, I was actually on. I was one of the co-hosts. Oh, really? Yes, I was reviewing iPhone games. We'll have to put that specific link in. Well, I actually got a really good picture of him on set, and he looks like Superman. So, <laughs> Well, I think that's because he's wearing a Superman shirt. But that helps. Yes. Mm-hmm. So soon, Rudy will be joining us, and we're very excited. Yes, it's going to be nice to have a guest, and uh, hopefully all the tech will work out for that, because we haven't tested it yet. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yes. So a little bit of follow-up. Mm-hmm. We were talking about security last week. Yes, we were. And this week, there was a giant uh, problem with a, two very popular WordPress plugins. WordPress or WP Super Cache and W3 Total Cache. Extremely popular plugins. I use some of them myself. Well, you should go update because about 6 million people have downloaded these plugins mm-hmm. and there are exploits in them that unfortunately were released to the public three weeks ago that people knew about. So they've been, been exploited for three weeks. So. <laughs> there, uh, you might want to go get my personal favorite plugin, and and here's here's the I'll tell you the rub on this in a second. Uh, the WordPress Exploit Scanner plugin does a great job of finding files that shouldn't be there, right? And uh, plugins that have vulnerabilities, possible vulnerabilities. It's not 100% spot on, but it's yeah. really good. So WP Supercache is written was partially written, or he, the main person that wrote that is a guy named Donica. Okay. He is a main employee of Automatic, the company that makes WordPress. So he's a word, he's a main WordPress engineer. Gotcha. So so is Exploit Scanner, <laughs> same guy. So okay, your mileage may vary. <laughs> but I've used uh, I had a. Client. Well, we've always I mean that's the reality of the internet now, right? With with all these things, it's it's they get ahead. You you try to catch up. Yeah. They figure it out. You try to catch up. Yeah. So. And I had a client this week who got totally owned and. Uh-huh. Uh, Found a nice juicy uh, PHP, uh, basically shell admin tool on their site that had been there for a long time mm-hmm. from an old exploit. So guys, get exploit scanner, check your stuff, just poke around, look to see if anything has been modified, and check your permissions on your files and your folders, and don't leave everything writable. And it also uh, touches back to a previous point that we made on a previous podcast as well. WordPress sucks. WordPress doesn't suck. <laughs> plugins are the main but you can't do vector. anything with WordPress unless you use the plugins or write your own or write your own but then that's not what WordPress is meant to be the cheap and easy site I, I if, mean, if we're writing our own plugins then we're talking yeah. a, it's a, this is a hundred thousand dollar site again as yeah. opposed to the ten thousand dollar site I'm fine with going back to the hundred thousand dollar site days oh me too <laughs> yeah but and I implore all of you to start realizing that WordPress it will bite you in the ass if you go cheap you get what you pay for, and and on the on the flip side, just go hosted. You know, go mm-hmm. go WordPress hosted. Don't get a server and do your own thing because most people who do that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's we could talk like another episode <laughs> about WordPress. I can we can see if Matt will come on and defend himself. Yeah. You know, yeah, that'd be fun. But like, I'm I'm a fan of what they've done. For, it's a beautiful concept. Part. Yes. Yes. Very it's a utopian. beautiful concept. It's utopian. <laughs> okay, so so uh, also in in touching back to something, uh, we we were really picking on Yahoo and trying to figure out what the hell they were going to do anymore. Big news today. What's the news? The news is that Yahoo snagged the exclusive rights to Saturday Night Live's archives starting in September, with a caveat that came out a little bit later in the day, <laughs> being only clips, not full episodes. But they're moving in hardcore to the streaming video area, which they don't really do much in. Yeah, I see. Which I, is, a, is an interesting play. I'm confused about that. Them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it's clips, and they don't have exclusive rights to the current season. Yep. But when you go back to old seasons, there were a lot of dog. Oh, there's, there's a there. lot of crap. Landshark. I oh, mean, no, I like no, Landshark. Landshark, is great. Landshark. What are you talking great. about? Landshark is one of the best. <laughs> yeah. 
I like the Bassomatic, you know, the all the old stuff. Yeah. But it's an interesting play for them. I mean, when you already have Apple TV, you've got... Uh, Roku's. Which, oh, you got Roku's, and Kindle TV has just been announced. So Amazon's moving in with their own set box player. Yay. You know, it sucks that they can't all integrate. That's never going to happen. But seeing Yahoo move into that area, obviously impressive that they're doing something. But is that the smart play? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're grasping at straws, but it's something. It's something. You know, they're trying. It bare nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So you got uh, some more Kickstarter follow-up, too. Uh, Speaking of something bare nothing... Oh, yeah. After my epic rant about Kickstarter and Amanda Palmer and then the whole, um, oh, crap, what's the, because uh, I never watched the show, Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah, Veronica Mars. Yeah, which really kind of like got my goat, the fact that a major studio is basically throwing stuff up for fans to invest in. Um, yeah, we got another one. Big one announced today. Zach Braff is now doing his next movie on Kickstarter. Who the hell is Zach um, Braff? Zach Braff was the star of Scrubs for many ages, and then he did that movie Garden State, which notably featured oh, uh, Natalie we... Portman in her bra and panties in a swimming pool, which is the only thing I remember about that movie. I saw that movie, and it was so unmemorable, I don't even remember Yeah, uh, You know, he's kind <laughs> of... He does cute, whimsical, uh, hipstery things that chicks like. Okay. Yeah. So he's doing his movie now on Kickstarter, and I can see that he already has $1.659 million, uh, $2 million total, only 23,000 backers, uh, which is something that we'll talk about more as this shakes out a little bit more, because I've been reading some interesting articles talking about how few people actually fund these kind of major star projects, but it's big money. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's rich fans. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's what I'm it. thinking. Yeah, so it's an yeah, interesting. I'd, I'd be thing. interested to see the the applauded curve of where yeah. the money's coming from because yeah. I'm sure it's 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 a few super fans that are that very basically rich. are funding these things, and yeah. and then we want to see where the rest of the money comes from because there's no way that this movie will be made for just the two million dollars as we were talking about with the Veronica Mars thing. Uh, somebody else is going to step in as a distributor, going to kick in money, blah 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 blah. And, so and he's going to keep the profit. Yeah, yeah, basically. Although we're looking at a picture of him with uh, the word balls written on his forehead, which I find fairly appropriate right now. (laughs) That's on your chin. Jason. I shouldn't turn and talk to you because we're... <laughs> Don't turn and talk. Talk into the mic. We've got our first guest on Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm the first guest. Thank you, you for joining us. Coming all the way from Santa Monica. Santa, I know. The distant land of Santa Monica. <laughs> Satan Monica, as I like to call I it. I think, literally, I have to just lie on the floor right outside my, my uh, workspace and push myself downhill and just did not have to stop to, to arrive at this wonderful <laughs> studio. And let me say, it is a wonderful studio. I actually like this space immensely. I feel very creative here. I don't know why. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, and, and for the listeners at home, we are actually in a kitchen, but it is a beautiful <laughs> studio kitchen. <laughs> Nothing creative motivates me more than food. So, I mean, you're feeding me after this. That's what I've been assuming. Uh, well, there's some uh, old holiday cookies I see over there. Sold. Let's <laughs> and, do and, it. And, and Dale, in Dale true Dale pizza. Old, or grumpy old geek fashion, there is an old piece of pizza. Mm. <laughs> and I've had one, so if I'm not dead by the end of the podcast, <laughs> have at it. <laughs> Well, thanks so, for having me. Yeah, so we wanted to have you on because you are—you're not quite old as us. I'm not so quite you're the, grumpy, and you're not grumpy. You're actually an oh, upbeat. Yeah, you're totally upbeat, dude. Great career in in online media, doing uh, web web shows, but also a fucking rock star coder. So we thought we'd have you on and talk about some things that. Old grumpy geeks like us can learn from the young. <laughs> Complete lies of, in your intro, by the way. I'm a, I'm a modest coder, but I, I love coding and I love, I love uh, online media. And I don't... The funny thing is you keep saying like old or grumpy, uh, grumpy old geeks. And the funny thing is this last couple of years, I've been feeling my, feeling my age in terms of both coding and... and, uh, and uh, creative endeavors but the fun, but so I, I include myself in your club I don't think okay. I have anything to show you 
Well, <laughs> program sure programming really is a young man's game. Like, once you get past your early 20s... I disagree. Hmm. I disagree, too, but hires don't seem to agree. <laughs> hires don't seem to agree right... Lots of articles about that recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't seem to agree with it right now. And sometimes yeah. I, I live in fear of, like, well, what if I have to go and look elsewhere for it? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 35, 34, 35... I'm terrible with numbers. I don't even know my own name. <laughs> uh, that's why I have computers figure that, things out for me. What's that in hex? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's zero. Uh, but 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 the, like you know, I have seen some of that ageism, and I think it's it's only because I blame everything on the social network that 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 movie. Oh yeah. Because ev- like everything yeah. we're we're seeing right now is because everyone's like, oh, the social network. I need to find some young twenty year old and throw a bunch of money at him. And magically, this product will appear out of his ass. You know, that's that's what I'm seeing in some cases. Um, and but the reason I say statistically I disagree is so much of what's going on now is based on ideas ideas that have been percolating, generating in, in the university for like like since the beginning of the last century, right? For the most part, right? And and some of those old old uh, hats are still in the game because of that, like that foundation of it. So, yeah, the hiring when it comes to, like, I guess us, us workman coders, it may be a bit tougher, but I'm, I think at some point they're going to come around and realize, like, wait, most, and I'm going to say this outright, I believe that 90, 98% of coders are shit. Yeah. And they're, they're, not, they're not good coders at all. Yeah, they're and terrible. I know you're saying I'm a rock star. I believe I am nowhere near a rock star. I probably put myself in the 90 to 95 percentile, which still qualifies as shit in my, <laughs> in my opinion. So, you know, and, and it's, there's certain practices you can do to be better at it. But, uh, yeah. But, and that but comes also, with experience, you know. I think there's a code versus big picture thing that happens too and Mm -hmm. that comes with experience when you understand the larger thing that's involved as opposed to actually really knowing the code cutting to the chase figuring out things quicker that comes with experience that comes and that's wisdom yeah yeah. that's that's really when we say wisdom it's like that's really (laughs) it's like wisdom is not intelligence wisdom is yeah, I tried that before. Yeah, yeah. Been there, why, done don't you, that. why don't you go ahead and try it too? You've already done this five <laughs> yeah. times with five different clients. Exactly. It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I think so. Yeah, that that's really what it comes down. So, what is a young man's game is the insane work hours and and the yes. Yeah, that is the thing. That like, is something but, that I've been struggling with recently because mm-hmm. I started my own company 15 years ago. I was happy to work. 40 hours because it is yours all the time right and now it's i want downtime i want to spend time hanging out i want to spend time with friends i i do not want to be on call 24 7 right but i i also think that with age and wisdom comes the fact that we can do it faster than those kids those kids are figuring it out yeah they're figuring out everything that we learned by doing those 20 hour work days and we've been there we've done that okay we know how to do it. And, so, uh, and also, some people say kids. I'm also lumping in people who are new to coding. There's, yeah. I've encountered yeah. a few people who are like, they're, they're just, they're just getting, they've not been coding as long as I have. Yeah. And, and because, you know, everyone's Code Academy, yay! You know, <laughs> let's, let's all get into this. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, do you guys feel like, like a lot of the tutorials out there are like, and this is another age wisdom thing that, <laughs> wow, tutorials are shit. They can yeah. show you how to do something yep. this way and you realize at some point you don't like, wow, the way I was taught was completely wrong. Yeah. The yep. tutorials <laughs> tend to be sloppy now. Yeah. They're but, not impressive. Right. They don't do what they say they're even going to do half the time. Right. And, yeah. and, and so this goes back to the energy thing, which is if you have a lot of energy, you have time to go like, this didn't work, let me figure it out. And you iterate on that like a hamster. Yeah. Yes. You know? And plus, like, and that's the young man's game aspect of it, of, like, I have so much boundless en- energy. Lately, my mind's been, and I think this is, again, an ageism thing. Not ageism, it comes with age. You're like, what's minimal effort? What do I need to do <laughs> yeah. to make minimal effort? Like Awesome's to, razor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, why? I also love, I think that's why I like a lot of the Ruby stuff. Some of the, the philosophies in there. Like dry. Do not repeat yourself. That is awesome because it's like, yeah. Why am I doing this like ten billion times? It's stupid of me. Uh, Yagni, have you guys ever heard that time? I've heard of it, but I can't remember what it. You are not going to need it. <laughs> and I love that. I'm like, 
I'm not gonna need it. So like that's what people are like, we need to optimize it and have it scale between this and that and blah blah. And like, uh huh, yeah, no. Ten thousand people are gonna look at this. We don't need it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, I get I, I get that yeah. with 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 clients with face, Facebook apps now. They're like, oh, it has. We need multiple servers. We need multiple redundancy and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'd say you don't even need Facebook apps considering the way they keep restructuring their system. You can't even find those fucking things anymore. Yeah, but they still pay for it, and they they still by popular. I mean, okay, ten thousand people. The first day. Right. Next day, Zero. two thousand people. Yeah. Next day, fifty people. It's it, it went it, what's the opposite of viral? It's doing that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh entropy is what we call that. Yeah. <laughs> Severe Facebook entropy. On day two, <laughs> antibiotics hit. That's what we're trying to say. Um, yeah. yeah. That's that's the that's the whole youth thing that I think that is happening. Right. And, I, and I'm saying this. Like we recently hired at my workplace, Carbon Five, uh, an 18-year-old guy, smart as a whip, mm-hmm. and it, and and so full of energy. And it was like those things where you look at yourself, like you're like, oh my god, I was him, you know, 20 <laughs> years later. Yeah. And you know, I took the term, I took the term like a puppy programmer. That's why I saw in my head. Was, <laughs> he was like, what are we can do today, huh, huh, huh? Look what I did, look what I did, and like like I'm gonna try this and this, and like you you know, you can't just yell at them and say. No, do this. You know, you do have to, like because then you can't just yell. You have to train and get in your cage. Yeah, it's like, it's, and set boundaries and at some point and, and talk them through stuff so that and and with in in this case this 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 uh, guy Hugo who's in our uh, uh, San Francisco office he is he's really smart really cool uh, and he's learning and 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 that's the one thing I think is great like some people he's actually learning and you're like this is great I'm teaching you and I can see that you are adapting those processes and some and the good thing about it is sometimes he'll say something and I'm like you know you'll think like you think he'll say something you're like no no wait wait yes you know, <laughs> very good you know like it's it's great working with 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 a younger coder in that way right and I hope most companies start realizing like you know a mix might be a good thing in, in some <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. You got the energy, and then you also have the wisdom coming in and kind of yeah, putting a tap on it. Right. Saying, all right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, like, hey. Let me redirect you this way. <laughs> and I think the one thing we have to, I do think that people, it goes back to the whole like 90% or, or uh, 90 to 90% are shit, mm-hmm. is so one thing I think that came up of our generation or maybe right before it, did you guys ever encounter coders who are like, well, I'm just a database coder, or I'm just a C sharp coder, or I'm just a Java. The generalist. Coder. That, well, no, that's the specialist, the specialist versus the generalist. The generalist. Right. We went, yeah. Yeah, this is what we went through on our our previous episode. It's yeah. like, yeah. do you know everything, or do you know just one thing? And yeah. Yeah. So I, I get a lot of people that are like, no, I just do CSS. Yeah. I, just I don't know. touch it. I don't touch. I don't know. You and HTML. I were both generalists growing up because we had to be. Yeah. Because we started when there was nothing, mm-hmm. and we figured it all out as it came along. Uh, there's a lot more specialists now. And see, that's the thing is I feel like that is one thing the youth does have, which is they've, because they're embracing this whole do everything, lean, you know, why do you need this? Uh, uh, why do you need all like, like uh, so many people to, 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 for a company uh, approach, at least with their own startups? Mm. They're becoming generalists. It's swinging the other way. And I've always been a generalist. You know, I never believed in the idea of like, oh, I'm a Java programmer. You know, in fact, when I first got hired in my first coding gig, I didn't, I didn't know anything about Java. Right. It was literally like for me, I was going to be a game. I was going to be a super smart game coder. That was my like ever like I was like I want to make computer games, and I, I literally remember the point where I threw up my hands and gave up, which is I just figured out how to do ray tracing Doom style, and literally the next day Quake landed. <laughs> like, Fuck this! <laughs> and like at the time, my father, uh, like I had, uh, I sort of had like a timeline of money because my family had moved to. Uh, Ontario. We were, had been living in Montreal, Canada. I was going to McGill University. I was getting the uh, yeah little bit of yeah the Canadian yeah. Uh, and and basically they and basically my father was like, okay, well here's the deal. You can move with us, but you and I both know that mean repeating like possibly one year of university. So instead of graduating in one year, I had to graduate in two. Right. And away from friends, new school, transfer credit, blah 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 blah. Or I give you a whack of money. You figure out how to pay for the rest of it, and uh, you're out on your ass. And he also added, like, and by the way, once you graduate, if you graduate while living with us, you're still out on your ass, you know? Like, 
And so I was like, okay, I'll, st- I'll, take, I'll take the option of the money and live in Montreal. And of course, being an idiot, I spent a lot of that money partying. Like, I got, a, I got an apartment in downtown Montreal, which I got to say, some of the most beautiful women in, in, in the world. It's an amazing city. Great it's, music it, scene. Yeah, first oh. time without any parents. <laughs> Festivals in summertime. Yeah. And it's like, well, I can't code quick. <laughs> and I need to make money. And someone had a job posting for a Java web developer. And I was like, literally, well, they didn't, they said like someone to make, it was like for a web company. And they're like, can you code? I'm like, sure. Came in like, can you code Java? Lying through my teeth. Sure. Totally. <laughs> and they're like, can reading, you come? Reading the book that night. Yeah, well, that was exactly it. Because they yeah. said like, can you come in tomorrow and, and code a sample app? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> went went to the went to the, the bookshop and got one of those tw- in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Java in 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay. And I went, oh, Java's totally like C++. Which I had also learned because of game coding and, and yeah. assembly and all that. And just applied those principles to it. And that's always been the case for me. And I've now at, at uh, Carbon 5 where I work, it's, it's like I don't see myself as a Ruby coder. Though I love Ruby. Uh, you know, I don't see myself as a Java coder. I'm like, I'll take any language you throw at me and I'll, I'll embrace it. Like the, my last project there was, was uh, with a client who had a Python API. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some people were like, well, you know, should we transfer this to Ruby? I'm like, no, okay, well, I'm not going to rewrite an API. I'll gladly learn Python. I had, I'd never had a lick of Python. <laughs> right. And so I think that generalist attitude is something that, that is, as we grow older, there's a tendency to say, like, well, I know what I know. And, I, and, I, and it's like, as older coders, we should just go for it. Don't, don't hesitate and encourage others to do, to do the same. Right. Because there, there lies the stagnation and the specialization, which I think is also blocking older coders from... from from getting in. Well, shit. I gotta dump PHP and <laughs> learn another language. <laughs> Every language. All the languages. Yeah, I learn know, all. I know. And no, it, I mean, it's... but do you, do you find that it's easy to jump from language to language because you've learned so many of them? There's, I mean, the, the concepts are fairly similar for I every think, language. I mean, there's, look, it's, the reason it's called computer science is there's fundamentals that, that work from language to language. And I do have strong opinions. Like, I don't like PHP, but my problems <laughs> with PHP have, have nothing to do with, let's say, the language syntax. I just don't like the embeddedness of, of the code on the same page that generates the HTML, okay. which is not always in everything. I, un- I understand that, but that's where the, most things like that come my way. I'm like, ugh, that's how it is. <laughs> and I also have, I feel like a bit of like, like pearl nastiness is like, this freaking library is way too big and way doing too many things. That's like, like my opinion on PHP. Right. But push comes to so- shove. I'm like, okay, well, I'll help you write your PHP app. There you go. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I think it's e- if you can apply your mind to it, you can totally do it. And yeah, the more languages you expose yourself to, you can quickly grok, you know, like yeah. what, what is the, like, oh, that's like, this is to that, like this is to that, you know, like I picked up Python within a couple of weeks because I noticed a lot of it between Ruby. And strangely, I was like, CoffeeScript, like a lot of stuff that happens in CoffeeScript and in the Node framework for JavaScript, I was like, Oh, that's why they did that. The guy totally ripped off from Python. So I worked my way backward. Like somebody, like that's the kind of things that you have, and that's the joy you take in learning new languages. If right. anyone's looking for a reason to, I'm like, you know, there's the joy when you you figure you make the connections of evolution and so forth. So I think it it works well for you because since you're at a at a shop that has different language needs all the time, yeah, you can you can jump between them and yeah. I mean, like it's, it's 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 helped us. Well, like I feel like all our coders have that strength. Because you know these days no one wants no one wants a website. What they want is a social framework with a mobile app that hooks into like some other system and plugins into WordPress and and has yeah. connects to multiple APIs exactly all over the place yeah you know and so so like you gotta you gotta have that uh, that that's that skill mm-hmm. or that ability at least at, at where I work to, to to put on that multiple hats and you sometimes you might have a designer. More often than not, the, the client brings in their designer, and that person knows Photoshop, and it's only <laughs> you're the guy that's got to make it look like that as good as good as it is. Now, Carbon Five. One of the reasons I work there is that their philosophy too is though, like they're like, you know what? There's a 40-hour work week. You're not gonna do the. You're not gonna stay late. If they're if you're if one of our guys is staying late, we talk about it. Like, why are you staying late? Some of the reasons for staying late is like, well, I did crawl in at 11 a.m. <laughs> like, totally, you're doing your you're doing your 40 hours. You know, if someone works a weekend and that like, it's almost like this soul searching has to take place before someone works a weekend (laughs) because we're like, should we, should we allow it? Should we encourage it? We insist like, you know, no, 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 you're going to take two days off for the coming week. 
it, it's the 40 hour thing and it's it's we started that with our it's not like rely on the young guys to do it and the old guys go off and, and do, right. do that it's a lifestyle company and I, that's one thing i do believe that's amazing that's great yeah, yeah. yeah. and really and is. we tell our clients that because we say we also are like one of our big things is honesty with the client like we we say raise the red flag early this is not going to work yes it will no i'm afraid it's not <laughs> you know like <laughs> You can tell me till you're red in the face that it's going to work, but that's what you do to your employees, and that's why you're coming to us to have people say, I'm "Not going to lie to you and say this is where you where you really are." Right. Um, or you know, like like we, another phrase we use is "Come to Jesus." You know, like <laughs> like the real like when you when our client like we've already raised the red flag, they're kind of living still in denial post that, and then we have that "Come to Jesus" moment where yeah. you're like, "Okay, now you're feeling it. Let's talk about what we really need to work on here, given the real priorities and the real budget and the real world." That's those are those are, um, and I, I strongly encourage, uh, grumpy old coders like ourselves, uh, to, to you know, sh- we have to pass that down to the, ne- the up, up and coming generations. Yeah. Because otherwise, this cycle that we've we've been through, which is like gotta work late, gotta deliver, gotta do this, it's going to continue, and it's not good for for the industry or for anybody. It's not good for anybody. We're all shooting ourselves in the foot. Every, anytime any but any person says. Oh, I'm going to stay up all night long to take care of this for you, and I'm going to do it for no extra cost. Right. It hurts all of us. All of us. Yeah. Either you're not the guy doing it, and everyone thinks you're you're an asshole, <laughs> or you're the guy doing it, and you become the hero that yeah. everyone expects to save the freaking day. Yeah. All the freaking time. Every single time. Yeah. I agree with that. We were just totally talking about that. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not producing any new content for you guys, am I? <laughs> well, no. The, the the interesting thing is because this is our time warp yes. thing because this episode is going to – we're recording this episode after we recorded the next episode. Yeah. Wow. This one runs so. first and then the one we recorded <laughs> earlier runs later. Totally so. appropriate for me as one of my hobbies is I have a time travel podcast. Yes. So, yes. So exactly. like that. And I'd actually love to find out – how you got started doing that, uh, why you decided to do it, how it's working out for you. There's a short version and a longer version. We got 30 minutes to kill. Uh, <laughs> we'll go to medium version. Uh, I mean, the short version is basically, I love Doctor Who. I love time travel. Uh, the realization at some point is like, that's probably my favorite type of, type of sci-fi because it's probably the most... I don't want, like, I hate to use the word intelligent, but it's the one that likes... It's like a really good time travel story. But it's also the one that pushes the reset button. Right, it's the jump the shark of sci-fi. Well, if a done, lot of the time, if done wrong, totally if done wrong. Yeah, like for example, all of Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, yeah, that show was the worst for for that. But a good example is, I mean, I love Back to the Future because you actually, if you do the math and everything, like it's like, oh, it works. Especially Back to the Future Two, when you're like, when he starts playing back on his own timeline. Yeah, I also I also hold up a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. My favorite. That is a great yeah. movie. I love that I mean, movie. Like, the moment when he, they realize, like, wait a minute, what if we totally <laughs> yep. drop that over here? And you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's really great. No, yeah, it's like, okay, dude, we got to remember that. It happened. happened. We totally remembered it. <laughs> you yeah, know? it's it's really it's really cool, and particularly with Doctor Who, a really good well, you know, like a really well written episode of Doctor Who, uh, which is not to say like every episode has been great. Yeah, especially <laughs> new, you know, I mean, like like especially old Who, but and then with new Who, people heralded like Matt Smith's the best and blah blah. I love the guy. I see. I don't. Oh, you, I, I, who's your doctor? Oh, well, no, my doctor, my doctor is Tom Baker, but my... my wow, you I, are a whole go. Dude, I told you. Tom Baker was my boy. I love K-9, you know, back in the day. I just... There's something about Matt Smith that just turns me off, but I love Stephen Moffat right. more than life itself. Really? I am a huge Stephen Moffat fan. Uh, Coupling was one of the best shows ever written, I thought. Where, yeah. I mean, the, the dialogue in that show, just it was spot on. And so I was so excited for him to take over Who. And I was so bummed when it was Matt Smith that was oh, his, his doctor. His, his doctor. I, I, I think, actually, I like Matt Smith. I keep, though, bouncing between Eccleston, who I love because he was so different than everybody. Yes. And, yes. and Tennant, uh, only because when I watch David Tennant's performance, it's like, wow. The guy knows how yeah. to act his heart out. Given the material, sometimes the material he was given was utter crap. Like, let's, yeah. let's face it, you know, there's some episodes yeah. where it's like, but he's like, he feels it, he's projecting it, you can tell he's loving what he's doing. Um, Matt Smith, I think, he's carrying a lot of weak episodes. Like, I feel like he's, I'm not, he, his performance is excellent and good. I 
think though that he wants out. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, like think, he's yeah. getting that sense for uh, sense done. from him. Yeah, Tennant's my second. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's really a toss up between Baker and Tennant because I, I see them as kind of different because it's such a different show from well, yeah, what it was before. And it's yeah, it, it's very different in yeah. every like moment. Like people are like, oh. Is this a two-parter shocker? I'm like, let me take you back to old Who, where you know, two-parter was really like, like yeah. to only a two-parter. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't mean to derail the, the your podcast talk, talking about your podcast. Well, now you got there, but I just well, basically, uh, I got, got Doctor Hood. I got uh, basically the reason we started it. Uh, me and my my partner in that project, Liz Shannon Miller. Uh, like Liz is an excellent uh, journalist uh, and writer uh, in her uh, in her own right for both web video content, which was I've been producing previously, mm-hmm. and uh, and and she does a bunch of stage plays and 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 looking to make her own content as well. She actually has a wonderful Tumblr called Liz Tells Frank, where it just uh, starts me to start started in college, where she had a friend called Frank that. You know, he's like, should I watch this or can you just give me the summary of what, you know, what, what it's about? And it's this <laughs> hilarious, like, re, you know, where she's telling you what actually happened in a show, like, say, like, like Castle. But, of course, she's making these snide remarks and, then, right. and, and, you know, giving people cute nicknames that are totally hilarious. And she actually has a book on Amazon for it. And, and so we just, we just turned out to be massive Doctor Who fans in our own right. So we said, let's have a podcast because every time we talk together, you know, you, you guys... I mean, I'm presuming this is how this show started, where you're like, yeah. we really should record ourselves. We're, we're freaking hilarious. Let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's put this camera like, in front of us here. Let's, let's, let's start talking. That's exactly like that's, that's what happened. Uh, the longer version, of course, is like how I got into web video and, and all that kind of stuff and, and my love for writing and genre in, in, mm-hmm. in, in general. Um, that came about just at some point where, you know, I was on the track of, of I don't know, in my head I was always going to be like, oh, Totally work up the corporate rat ladder. Totally right. do everything as a coder, and along the way, I met this wonderful woman named Casey McKinnon, uh, and we started dating. And then I introduced her to the world of blogging and RSS feeds. And, <laughs> and and at one point, I was like talking about audio podcasts, and she actually said to me, "Like, can you do that with video?" And I sort of did like lean back. I'm like, "Well, I suppose so." Yeah. RSS media, something that guys never thought about. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, like really cute chicks. Yeah, like, I'm like, well, what if there I were be... video? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can I put a picture of myself on the internet? I'm like, well, I guess so. And that's when I first hacked WordPress and, and learned to hate PHP. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would I would separate the two because yeah. no, oh yeah. Like at this point, I'm really like, PHP like, and WordPress is yeah. not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like like where at some point you realize like, wow. WordPress, you're really just throwing shit on the wall, aren't you? There, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and that's like literally what happened when, I, like, I, I I rolled my own kind of hack that did RSS feeds, uh, an like a video RSS feed, uh, and it's a combination of reading some stuff on Warren Ellis and RSS in general, and and that, and that's where uh, you know she and I started making our, our shows together, right? Uh, and got I found myself in this wonderful community and. It would kind of reawaken something that I loved when I was going to high school. I would I would write fiction stories like like every week. I would like write some crazy stuff, and people would see like, oh, here's the, here's the fun. Like when the writing assignment came in uh, at the end of the year, every every year was part of the exam was your essay topic, and then the creative assignment. And my creative assignment was like, oh, I'm gonna make a freaking screenplay, you know, <laughs> because I was beyond everybody when it came to that level of creativity which poems pshaw yeah, it's, it's, it was like Wah. I'd have stage plays with like like you know taking place in heaven and hell and, and epics <laughs> like that and so from there like like we formed uh, actually she first started out doing like her like a uh, sex news in Montreal uh, uh, video podcast called uh, Kit Cast which she probably if she's listening on this will hate me <laughs> I'm talking about Hi, Casey. <laughs> yeah. But but that went the way of the dodo. Like, after a while, we're like, you know, like, we like sex with each other. But <laughs> it's something. We need to put it out there for everyone. <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, it was not something that we recorded ourselves. We actually were literally like, like just reporting like news in the sex industry yeah. and interviewing mm-hmm. people in Montreal, which has a thriving, uh, surprisingly so for Canada. That is, that is like the epicenter of yeah. the sex industry. It is the epicenter. <laughs> and, and I know, I think it's still number one of the web. Like it's the web app epicenter. Right. Um, I would I would just like to take a moment to say, every geek over the age of thirty has worked in the sex industry at some point. I, that's, <laughs> I, I have not. 
Wow. Never Shut happens. Up. Not once. God, I just disproved your theory just, in one second. You just sorry. blew my stat, you asshole. I know, I know. It's supposed, <laughs> to, it's supposed to be and yes, but but sorry. You are I, never I getting not. into you're no. never getting into groundlings. Never worked done. once, never got a <laughs> single page. I know, I suck at improv, but just had to disprove that. I never did a sex job. Not once. Well it, it, I mean you could have at least I've worked for a lot of horrors. <laughs> I'm in the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of qualifies. Yes. Yeah. Somebody's getting fucked. Yeah. Well, that's true of all industry. Yeah. And going back to young coders taking <laughs> taking advantage of by working late nights. Um, but but from there we just sort of went. Oh, okay. Well, what do we want to do? It's like, well, why don't we do a sci-fi show? And and the first attempt was this, like this night. Like we first came up with the name, which is Galacticast. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, people say, like, oh, because it was about, about Battlestar Galactica. And we're like, no, just the word Galactic and yeah. AST. Booyah! Yeah. You know? Score! Profit! Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and we had this naive idea, which is particularly funny given the whole, like, where YouTube is these days. They're like, let's have a channel of shows. Just the two of us. We'll create a network. Yeah. And so the original version of Galacticast was like, was uh, like, we had a comic book orange, which was a comic book review show. We would have world, uh, uh, world news, but it was all sci-fi news in rea- reality. Uh, all kind. Let's think. We had like a a uh, kind of mystery science theater show. We had like all these this stuff planned out, and within two weeks, like we had a break. Like we had we broke down. We had a complete meltdown. Right. And and we're like, we don't like. We're not having fun with this. What the fuck are we doing? Why is this not fun? Because you know, the reason we stopped doing the stupid sex one was that it wasn't fun. This was less fun than that. <laughs> oh, right. And then we're like, but the only thing we're having fun with was the sketches, and that was the only one everyone seemed to like was when we were doing these these comedy sketches. It, you know, and we just you know, you guys have seen it where all we did is like a cheap green screen, toss ourselves <laughs> in there, terrible effects. But we're having the time of our lives when we're doing that. Every other show was pulling teeth. Right. Painful. Oh. And so we're like, well, let's just do the sketches. And that's all the Galacticast became for like two, three years. And at its height, it was, it was, it was like, this weird, again, like part of that reawakening of my creative side that I still, now I'm, I keep trying to stoke the flames, which is, mm-hmm. you know, there's something validating when you do have a bunch of people come up to you regularly and say, dude, that, when you did that thing, that was awesome. I saw that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. you know? And like, <laughs> like, it's such a good feeling. It's a good thing. And yeah. whether it happens with code or, mm-hmm. or with, with creative pieces, and I actually believe coding is a creative piece. Absolutely. I agree. You know, it's, it's, it's that validation of, hey, you're not, you're not coding in a shell. <laughs> and again, tips for older guys who are like, I'm a Java programmer, a programmer I'm a, 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 or I, I only work corporate gigs, and I don't believe in open source. Like, Put yourself out there by doing open source coding because that is your creative exercise, and people will embrace you. And there'll be haters. There's gonna be haters for no matter what you haters. put out. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, what seriously. You do. Anytime wearing, you open your mouth in public, <laughs> there's gonna be haters. There's gonna be haters, and these and days maybe more so only because people are idiots. Because it's easy, and <laughs> yeah. it's so easy, and right. it's anonymous. Exactly. And they can hide behind. I'm actually finding these so. days anonymity, uh, uh, anonymity is no longer. It's starting to go away because people don't realize. Yeah. That you use the same name on every social network right. so when I look up your handle on Facebook there you go right so, yeah. and, I, and I also feel as me being a grumpy old man where like, I feel people there's a generation of people who brought up like okay you have a choice of being nice or you can get some more attention to yourself if you be a complete asshole yeah. and like I'll be an asshole and, and you know that choice of trolling versus yeah. you know how yeah. about we have a conversation uh, but anyway having that validation was really good it made me start realizing that some security stuff I've been doing in my life, like, of course I have to climb the corporate ladder. Even all this time I was doing Galacticast, I was still climbing the corporate ladder. You're still working a full-time gig. I was doing a full-time gig. And that, yeah. again, that's the young man's game. Yeah. yeah. That was exactly. the young man's yes. game. Was like, but, and, and for me, it was like I was going through – I was at a startup, which, 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 which got bought out. And all in the meantime, I was doing this, this video show. And I did not have – one South by Southwest, it just came down to like – I was like, I hate my job. Right. But I don't want to give up coding. What are my choices? And I want to move to Los Angeles because you know if something happens in my writing, I, that's the place to yeah, be. You, yeah, this is where you got to be. The and, then, and then suddenly to some guy there, he's like, "Dude, you're a coder. You can get a job anywhere." I'm like, and for some reason, I was like, "No, I can't. I can only get a job. It's it's a struggle to find jobs for coding." He's like, "No, it's no. not. <laughs> you can find a job." Versus before the the everyone wants to hire uh, <laughs> hire the Facebook guy to code their their their, their, their next great app. Yeah. But but I, that's when I took the job with Carbon Five because he said I'm putting in contact with this this awesome guy in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, who's one of the founders of Carbon Five, and and had a quick interview, 
and he's like totally seemed like the right like the right fit let's move you over and have him look back since it was it was it was uh pretty amazing now galactic acid stopped it became it came to a point where you know there was a number of factors that that went to it casey and i went through a rough time together and when we got back together part of that rough time was like we were spending a lot like the characters we were on the show became our real life characters and and we weren't being attractive to each other because on the show if you watch the episode she's kind of like like this harpy right. that's trying to become famous and I'm a complete idiot you know and, and, and is completely fucking up all the time and we were like we need time to get back to our normal selves to reset right but then when we tried to get back into it we actually had a couple like meetings and stuff and one of the guys uh, I, we talked to uh, Fred Siebert who does Federator I think that from his studio came out Adventure Time and before that mm. Cool. Uh, was another number of things. He was like, awesome. Like, in some ways, people say, like, well, he totally killed your creative spirit. I'm like, no, he did not. He told me, like, be a better writer. Because literally, he was like, you are, he's like, he's like, you are super creative, super fun. I love watching your shit. But it's all parody. And if you really got to make it, you got to come up with some original ideas. I find that to be one of the problems with this whole new paradigm, which mm-hmm. is anybody can throw anything up now. Right. There's no editing system. We're not running things past anybody anymore, which is kind of fine for a podcast. Right. Whatever. I mean, that's that. This is the medium. It's just free form. Throw it out there. Just talk. But I definitely see that happening with with you know all the YouTube channels that are coming up. Nobody has an editor anymore. Right. And I think that's an important part of the process, and that's kind of something. You know, you were you guys were just doing stuff, and it was great. Mm-hmm. But you weren't. You were, you were never getting any feedback to push you further. Right. Well, the feedback yeah. was, you're doing great. Yeah. The <laughs> feedback is, uh, it's awesome. And then we were like getting, we were getting. Because like no a, friend is going to tell you it sucks. Well, no, because I mean, like, <laughs> or, that's the thing. Is we, yeah. we're like, when you're getting like, not just people telling you great, but at, the, at its height, we were getting like a million views per month. Yeah. Which is and astounding. It's, and it's yeah. like, because yeah. mind you, we're like, this is before YouTube was big. We, Casey and I still laugh at like, we went to. A video con. I can't remember what the name of it was, but we went to this, this one of the early video conferences of us bloggers, and it was like you know uh, Zadi and Steve from Smash Face. They were doing Jet Set Show yeah, and all that. Yeah. It was like early days. We were pioneers. <laughs> Everyone was referring to us as pioneers and so on. And this guy from YouTube showed up, and it might have been Chen, uh, and and he's like, "Hey guys, I just listening in. I'm like, you know, if you want, you can use my little sh- my little network." And and Case and I scoffed at it because we were like you can only do three minutes of video like, <laughs> at the time that was all you could yeah. and like our sketches can be up to 20 our epics <laughs> <laughs> flash forward to now and look where everyone is you yeah. know but and, and someone recently asked me at like a conference I went to like do you have regrets don't you think if you'd stay in the game you'd be like so big you don't you regret it? I'm like no I don't because on the one hand I was a young guy killing himself and not not happy yeah you know I took, I got a lot of, I met a lot of awesome people. I mean, I would not know Jason if I did not, if I did not get involved with, with all that stuff. We met through Sean Bonner and, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and, and just would there would no, not be any contacts uh, in, in, in that fashion. Right. Yep. Uh, and so I can't regret all the friendships it's brought me. And at the same time, it was, t- it's time to move on and come up with new creative endeavors and, and not, like you said, like, you can keep throwing stuff up. Yeah. And I see a lot of that. And you can keep like doing parodies like, oh, now we're doing parodies of parodies. I mean, like, the Har- <laughs> what is the Harlem Shake if you think oh, about Oh, Jesus. You know? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, like, it's yeah. like, it's funny. But then once. You, well, it's funny the first time. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, and but it's like not their piece of music. It's someone yeah. else's piece of music. You're recycling and you're rehashing and you're remixing. Yeah. And, but none of it's original. And, and I totally embrace so. that culture. I mean, like I totally. Which is cool. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. But it is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's not groundbreaking. It's and, not. And I'm interested in making Star art. Wars. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm interested in saying, you know what? I love world building. I love sitting in there. So mentally, I've been doing a few like in my own creative endeavors now, I've been like coming up with worlds and pitches and, and screenplays. And my biggest problem of encounters every time I go out to try to sell it for somebody in a web series, they're like, they're, well, first it was like, I was like, oh, this could be my, totally my next web series. And the first thing's like, this is kind of expensive. <laughs> um, web series means uh, 500 bucks an episode. Yeah. Well, I began one with like a giant, like a, I have like a steampunk adventure. Oh, nice. And I was like, it began with like an airship duel. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and I, you know, for me, it's again, like, that's, and here's the thing, the young man is still inside of me because I'm like, I totally can do that because I know how to do it technically yeah. based on all my experience with Galacticast and other stuff. I'm like, I can totally do this. 
you know, and then, but you show it to somebody else, they're like, no, it sounds <laughs> expensive. And so I, last year I sold my first screenplay, but which was at the yeah. end, like it was at the tail end of, okay, that's how Hollywood works. Like, like a thing where the first thing I sent, like me and my writing partner sent this to, to this guy, this, that they had heard we're making a short film, uh, which came out last year. It was called DNE, and and it surprised us. It actually won like best sci-fi at Dragon Con uh, for a short film. But but while we, while we're still shooting it, uh, this the studio who shall remain nameless, so they will not sue my ass. <laughs> they totally sent. They were like, we sent a. a they uh, he was friends with my writing partner, one of the guys there. He's like, Are you doing a short film? We want to start supporting short films. Because the, like meaning that they want to basically toss some money at it and get the distribution rights yeah, to put on the Yeah, make sure website. that they lock you down in case it's really, really good. Yeah. But we'll just give you a little bit of cash. So, and we're like, whatever, because we were like budgeting this short film and like, pff, we already put our money into it. So any money back is awesome. <laughs> and so we sent them the, the screenplay and they came back and they're like, and they're like, oh, well, you're already in production with this? And we're like, oh, yeah, you knew that. And like, yeah, well, maybe you can sign to something else, which my friend was like, he was like, oh, that totally means that they love your writing and they really wish they could own it. But since they can't, they're not going to give you any money for it. So then we said, but why don't you guys send us something? So we sent over one of our, again, epics that we've written. And, and they're like, first the response, this sounds expensive. <laughs> love your writing. Sounds expensive. Can you lower the cost? What followed was two or three iterations. We just kept cutting things out, cutting things out of this idea because they love the idea and they love their writing. Maybe you could write a four-camera family sitcom. It, no, the funny thing we is, could shoot that pretty cheap. It was a four-family sitcom with special effects, but it was, it was, the whole idea was like the sci-fi sci sitcom was basically like, right. like, like kind of thing. Eventually, it became down to like one guy in front of a camera because they were like, "This is them trying to get into web series, <laughs> this movie studio." One guy said, "Wait, we can camera, hire Will Wheaton and sit him in front of a camera, right? Yeah, right, that's <laughs> cool." So, but the thing is, that's what we finally did. Like, we said, like, "What if?" Because the whole thing involved around a scientist, and and they were like, "We've said like, well, what if it's it's his it's his experiment journal? Like, he's recording himself doing these experiments." So we said like, "Okay, it's one effect per episode." Because we still want to have like that that sci-fi element, but it's really like scientist tries an experiment, goes horribly wrong, uh, comedy ensues. <laughs> One joke, <laughs> under a minute, cut it down to bare bones. What they came back with the response was like, "Oh, you guys write found footage." So for them means so this is suddenly found footage, and we're like, my writing partner, smart smart guy, Nara Williams, he's like, "Yes." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like, just say yes. Like, yes, we write, not, we write found footage. They're like, oh, can you write as a found footage movie? Which means horror movie. They basically want, every yeah. found footage movie is paranormal activity. Yes. That's all they yeah. want. Yeah. So we came up with this paranormal activity storyline. And, and shoot it know, in green. <laughs> and this is the, the lesson. Like, we did it, and they're like, they paid us. It was all, like, it was, that was our first screenplay sale. And, and I was like, okay, that's how Hollywood works. That's, that's, it's, it is about, like, just cut it down to the bare bones. The horror movie, they totally wanted to give us more money than any web series idea because, like, now it's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the silos that people foot put themselves in. Uh, and But that, wasn't the promise of, of YouTube and all these sorts of things is that we would break out of that system? But and we briefly did. We briefly did. But then did. we all find ourselves being sucked back in, which is my argument about Kickstarter, yeah. which was that was going to be all of us as amateurs getting money to do stuff. And now the Hollywood system is moving in and taking it over. I th I'll, I'll say this about the Hollywood system so far that is taking it over. It is the actors and the creators themselves, which is different than if a studio comes in and do does it. But the studios are still tied to those properties. They are looking at them, and that's the one thing I, I would love to have some clear answers in the case of, like, yeah. uh, the name is Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars, yeah. Yeah. Which is like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, who's doing, who's doing what? Uh, but, like, what's his name? Zach Braff is doing his own movie and that's his, his original concept right now right now but then there might be a distribution partner that comes in and it, it's and, gets and a that's, weird and but I'm hoping that they'll become a bunch of George Lucas's yeah. where distribution partner gets squat all except the, the ticket sales right? that would be fantastic and they own those properties and I think that's um, a better judging better from thing. history and my own particular industry the music industry I remember Pearl Jam taking on Ticketmaster didn't go well <laughs> <laughs> oh I can totally understand what you say and now I feel old <laughs> yeah I still think but I, I, I want to believe to quote more Sci-fi. It is David Duchovny from the X Files. Right. <laughs> well, actually, just a poster, not David. Duchovny. Oh, just a poster. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but the thing is, it, I completely agree with that. And one thing I've been something that I've been in the web community still talking about, though I've kind of raised my hand at least with some of the web video stuff, is 
why are we having gatekeepers? Like some people feel, a lot of entertainers feel like, if I show, my, if I picture the right person, they will approve my show and I'll get the money. Yeah. And I've been there too. I went through that thinking process for, as I said, the last few years. I'm like, if I write the right pitch, if I write the right screenplay, if I convince the right person, they'll let me make my movie or they'll let me make my web series. Right. And then it's realized, the things I realized is not everything has to be a web series, despite that's where my last success was. And number two is I never needed a gatekeeper when I did Galacticast. You just did it. I just did it. Yeah. And that is the young man thing that I think an old guy can still do. Yeah. And the one thing we do have to do is preserve the space. So, like, I was so happy when we did the SOPA stuff, you know, when that came about. And, and we all said, let's stand up and fight against that because it was wrong. Yeah, kind of tired. I'm kind of surprised that we all slept at the wheel with the with the CISPA. Yeah, seriously, yeah, we just passed another. Well, the, the the big difference with that is Google was behind SOPA, yeah. behind the stopping SOPA, but they're not behind CISPA. Right, and so and you know you you lose you, you know the 800 pound gorilla of, in, the, yeah. in the room. Yeah, and so. that's the thing that we have to do from the ground up to get like coders and Google to be excited about it. They bring it up to to their heads and so forth that's the thing that we still need to fight on fight on because I find that the younger generation they don't get that especially the younger generation generation of YouTubers and stuff who are like mm-hmm. because they're not coming in from a coder like we're coming in as like when I was in YouTube stuff not YouTube the, the video web video stuff I came in as a coder who rediscovered his creative self but I had the strength of like oh I can totally hack together my own video RSS feed yeah but I guess I'm looking at it from a really depressing perspective which is when we all got started with this stuff, it was all open and cool. And mm-hmm. I just see all of this stuff being taken over by the major corporate interests already. I, totally. I, I think it's all gone already. I think it's gone. I do not believe that. I, I want to believe that. I, I, I guess for me, it's like I believe that it's still possible for anyone to put something out there. And if they're clever enough to get the people to watch it, because that's and maybe some um, AT and T will hire them to do a commercial. That's and that's where <laughs> that the, seems to be where everything's going now. And if, that, if you make a clever YouTube video that catches virally, you'll get hired by a corporation to make a commercial. And that's the thing that I think, like the whole catch virally thing, is like I'm going to make a viral video, and like you're already lost again. Yeah, it's, you're oh, done. it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I can't take a bike ride down Venice Beach. Everybody's got their cameras and they're shooting themselves doing stupid shit. Right. That's all people do anymore is try right. to make viral videos. And I mean, like that's like they kind of <laughs> missed the point. Of, like part of the viral is it's. Viral. It's viral. Yeah. It happens by chance. Look up the yeah. definition. You, I'm sure you can you can help align things in your favor. But so far, things are viral. Like I think the only thing that's consistently viral is like have a famous person do something stupid as a comedy sketch. I mean, that's entire funny or die, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's why they're viral yeah. because people goes, I recognize, I recognize yeah. Will Ferrell. He's a cool guy. You know that that's what brings to bring them in. And that to your point of the Kickstarter, like I'm going to be like the one thing I think is is apart from tech products. Mm-hmm. For most of the video stuff is, hey, we have famous person X in our in our video project. Totally give us let, money. Give us money. Let's yeah. let's raise the let's raise the bar there. But you might hate me for giving this example, but Fifty Shades of Grey. As much as that's a terrible, terrible story. I'm into anything that gets women horny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had an interesting conversation, like 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 half post commenting about the, fet- the fet- a fetish there's a crucifixion fetish out there oh my god and I was oh my god yeah I was like Davey I'm gonna nail you I'm really <laughs> gonna nail you oh that's good but, 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 that's some gold right there yeah but, but, but that but that's my that that's uh like like there is always something out there for people to 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 do the gatekeep the gatekeepers previously gatekeepers were real yeah i feel like the the emperor has no clothes with the, with the gatekeepers now well I, as that, long as that's we, why you're seeing the panic of, of people running towards kickstarters especially the major corporations right because and, they, they're like yeah. shit we don't have we, any we don't know what works anymore <laughs> throw money at us and then whatever you guys want we'll we'll make right and I, all so. it takes is for some like there is a point where you do i put in quotes sell out but how you choose to sell out can like if someone says i totally want you to make my my at&t commercial i'm like well i don't want to make your at&t commercial i totally want to make star wars <laughs> and i don't mean a star wars parody i totally want us to all be little george lucas is like i built this world so again 50 shades of gray someone totally built a world a crappy world but it was their own and they got it out there well that's that's fair i mean same thing with uh whatever twilight the Stewart thing was twilight yeah <laughs> yeah Twilight and, yeah. and and we're going with books as an example, but the same. Well, that we can no. even go with True Blood, yeah. which was just some crazy southern older woman who wrote all those books, and then it became this great 
miniseries. And so some people might take the lesson because I'm also I'm trying to write a novel right now, and they're taking the lesson like, oh, it's the secrets, write books. I'm like, no, smack up you upside the head. It's not write books. It's write an interesting world that people can live in. Because down the line, I see us doing, especially with all this ocular, uh, ocular rift thing. We're building worlds. We're building playgrounds for each of us to play in. Yeah. That's all Star Wars is at this point. It's a giant playground where ideas of one guy have evolved to all kinds of freaking rides, whether it's apps or, or, or other books or movies. Well, it always comes down to create an interesting idea. Right. And hopefully it'll find its way out there somewhere. Yeah. Misa, I think you're right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Now I want to punch or you. I already watched that recently. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I, I, I've never gone back to rewatch this. So that's the thing. Is I was, I've never gone back. And I'm like, is it as bad as I remember? It's worse. And I was like, it is? But with the exception of episode three. Episode three was the one that they said, like, I was like. When Darth Vader was, came no. up in the thing. And went, no. See, but the thing. Everything it, in the room see, the thing, around him, that was that's, horrible. That's the thing. Is that those, there's a few moments in there that make you really angry. Yeah. Unlike the first two, which is there's no fucking, yeah, there's no, there's no redeeming logic. qualities yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> you know, I think the number like the only like I used to think and then midichlorians. What the fuck are those? Right, <laughs> midichlorians. What the hell? Where, where, and, and his sensor is a Gillette razor. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like like and 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 I used to think like episode two episode two was better than one because there's less Jar Jar. It's like no, it actually makes far less sense. Episode one kind of make no, it doesn't. <laughs> no. It, but at least there's that awesome lightsaber fight at the end. Episode two, no sense. But have you heard about the machete order of watching Star Wars? I've heard of it, but yeah. yeah I, it's like, watch episode, because people are like, yeah. now our generation, talk about older generation, having yeah. younger, younger generations. How are we going to introduce our kids to Star Wars? Yeah, you can't, you can't show them one, two, three, because then they know. No, you have to start with the beginning. Yeah. Right, and then you're like, this is... this is but those it, are bad. Right. <laughs> That's like trying to get... I tried to get my girlfriend at the time into Battlestar Galactica, the, the redone one. Right. The miniseries, boring as hell. Once it actually got into the series, it was awesome. Right. But sitting through that first two-hour miniseries... She fell asleep. Yeah, it, it, it can be painful. <laughs> but like, once I got her past that, she was way into it. And 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 so with with prequels, even worse though, because they ruin it's spoilers. Yeah, it ruins it, episode yeah. five, right? Like like it's like the best moment is like when Lou when yeah. Vader says "I'm your father," which we make fun of now, but it's like no, that was that was pivotal. That was yeah. I was like 15 at the time. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so so like the episode, the proper order to watch Star Wars, that according to the Machete order, is you watch four, you watch five. Mm-hmm. And then you know with your father, then you flash back. Oh, you to one, wait two, three for Return. Of the yeah, Jedi. and then oh. you do Return of the Jedi. Where it all comes together. Actually, Jar Jar softens you up for the Ewoks. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> because, like you, you thought he was annoying. <laughs> yeah. But the the, be, the best thing is like I came to the point where like then some people say like oh even better machete orders drop one altogether so it's four five two three six and now after watching through everything like fuck it, it just three <laughs> it's like four five three because literally in episode four it's like your father was a pilot and then later i am your father that's what you get in four and five the two main points yeah guess what happens at the beginning of episode uh, of episode three obi-wan and and anakin are fighter pilots like blasting mm-hmm. through stuff and then they're jedi you're like totally <laughs> let's pick up like that's all we need that's it. Just <laughs> everything else it. is just shit you know <laughs> they review everything and the story actually makes sense in three but has these terrible moments of like I'm on the higher ground and flips yeah. up and stuff like. Well, that. given oh, that we're about yeah. to get a new Star Wars movie every year for the next couple of years, we're gonna have to revisit this topic. Yes, I mean I actually was excited about the J.J. Abrams casting, like like uh, not hiring for the for the director. Yeah. Uh, like people are like, oh, his Star Trek. Like I, I know some old trackies are upset about it. I'm like, he did a complete reboot. That's fine. I just don't like one man in charge of two of my favorite childhood sci-fi things. You know he's totally gonna get fired from the from the Trek fa- franchise. Oh, yeah. And the fact is. Let's face it. He made Star. He made the Star Wars Star Trek. Like punch, yeah. punch it, Mr. Sulu, and yeah. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's he, he he needs to be in Star Trek. He wants to. Be, I mean, in Star Wars, he yeah. wants to be in Star. That's Wars. That's where he should be. Yeah. I, I I hope he stays with Star Trek though, just because. Yeah. I, I, mean, I no no. You I, find some good directors. He he rebooted the thing. You find some good writers, some good directors. Star Trek still got some legs. They can yeah. do some cool stuff with that. Basically. Simon Pegg as Scotty still is the best casting. The casting in my was oh yeah, actually the and, casting and all around. Yeah, everything. Fantastic. I mean, there's two things that's possibly going to happen. They're going to either like let him do produce the third one. Yeah, he'll produce. He produce won't the write third one. Direct. Yeah, and 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 that's it because that'll be the end of that Trek yeah. series. Or they're they'll hand it off and hopefully they'll do something like Bond because I mean the last couple of Bonds have been <laughs> not bad. <laughs> like even Quantum Solace, where people like say it's bad, like yeah, but I can take you back to some. Some Pierce Brosnan ones. Make yeah. fun of Roger Moore ones. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. Yeah. All of the Roger Moore ones. And he was the Bond I grew up with. Right. And I, I like Timothy Dalton, but 
I'm the only one, apparently, but I thought he was good. Timothy but... Dalton is the one you should watch when you're older, and then it makes complete sense. But yeah. when, when you're a young guy... Yeah, because like, that was the midlife crisis spawned. Right, exactly. That, that's Perfect. what that show Perfect. was. Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly what he was. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You're like, oh, I've been doing this since the I'm 60s. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm a grumpy old spy. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta say, Quantum of Solace, I actually liked better than Casino Royale. Really? Yeah. I, I think I can go back... Maybe it's because I've seen Casino Royale so many times <laughs> that I can I can still watch Quantum of Solace, but it's I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it, and I think people who I don't think it's as good as Casino Royale, but I liked it. All right, I agree with that too. <laughs> well, well, Rudy, thank you for coming by, man. It's been fucking awesome. I mean, We're been, all over the place, and there's so many more things I want to talk to you about. I we know. can sci-fi geek out all night. If you want to bring me back, I am more than welcome. This has been awesome talking with you guys. All right, As man. I said, like I, I love, I love the show. I was telling Jason, it's like it's like having my friends talk to me in my ear while I work. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, coding. I'm, I'm doing coding stuff. And well, by all means, please pimp your stuff. Whatever you want to pimp. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, basically, if you want to contact me about anything geeky, you can find me at, like, my central hub is Twitter. I'm Rudy on Twitter. I was there at the South By when they launched, so I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, I'll totally grab that name. What's that number of years <laughs> that you always say about Twitter? Oh, uh, the 140, the original 140? Were you one of the 140? I don't I think I was. Okay. okay. I, I think from, but you're early to get just at Rudy. Well, it was one of those things where I actually had my full name, and I'm like, wait a minute, am I the first Rudy on here? <laughs> and and it, you could have probably gotten an R back at that point. Yeah, like, you know what's yeah. caught that thinking was Tontek. Yep, he uh, got T. He got T, and I was like, I don't want to be called at R, which I actually regret now, because I'm like, yeah. given the number of people in Indonesia who message me, thinking I am their Rudy, Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're wow. There's uh, a, yeah. There's apparently some some famous JPD in Indonesia. So I get all of these ad it's messages. Weird. Why is it on, Indonesia? I don't. On Instagram, everybody's like, they all JPD, live on their they love you. I'm just like, seven. Oh. Imagine actually doing it to us. They're like totally. We have this huge fan base out there <laughs> that we're just not aware of. <laughs> we'll take your Deutsche Markies. Sorry, there's yeah. a reference there. Um, no, and, and, and my friend has MJ. MJ. Yes. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Every when Michael Jackson died, she's like. Twitter's fucking useless for me now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just fucking useless. I told, like, I, I hear you. Uh, nowhere near that that bad for, for stuff. But like when when Rudy Currents gets anytime someone likes his YouTube video, I get pinged with with it. It's only uh, weird stuff. But but that's usually where I like interacting with people. I love interacting with people. You can look at the archives of Galacticast if you happen to want to catch that show. Uh, I love coding. You can see stuff on GitHub underneath Rudy Chan. Uh, and as I said, these days, keep an eye out for later this year. My, my novel will be out, and I have a beer app, hopefully, in the next month that I'm going to put out. Oh, oh really? Shit. Yeah. We need to talk off the air. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> well, when your novel comes out, we hope you come back on, and totally. we, can, we can totally talk about it. I'll, I'll actually tell you off, the, off, off this chat what it's about. You can tell me if you really want me to come back on. <laughs> okay. What it is. I'm thinking we'll watch it. Fifty All Shades right. of... Fifty Shades of Code. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. We're driving to Florida. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.